Today's episode is brought to you by gingerbrand.com. Go to Gingerbrand for all your premium quality streetwear needs. Right now I'm rocking my super dope, super comfy, all black Gingerbrand t-shirt. And it's really cool, man, because it actually has a Bible verse right on the front of it. It reads 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, which is right up my alley, man, if you know me. That's awesome, man. So shouts out to the owner of Gingerbrand for getting this out to me. It actually shipped really quickly. It arrived here at my house a lot a lot sooner than I thought it would get here. You know, you can find them on Instagram at gingerbrand underscore. That's at J-E-N-G-E-R brand underscore. If you're on Twitter, go give them a follow at C-O Ginger. Or just go to the website, man, at gingerbrand.com and check him out. He has a ton of different streetwear from jogging suits to hoodies to, you know, sweatshirts and T-shirts, man. All the kind of stuff that I like to rock and I'm sure you guys like to rock, man. Shout out to Gingerbrand from the soil, a brand you can believe in, embracing uniqueness, gingerbrand.com. What it do, you in the building, and you're listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy, Coach T. Welcome back to season six. Shout out to all my listeners, man. A week off uh, for various different reasons. You know, we, we all are human. Can I say that? Like, my wife went out of town last week, and all of a sudden, I found myself in a situation where um, I was expected, or let's put it like this I was expecting to be more. Then I and then I then I ended up having to be, if that makes sense. Like, like my kids are teenagers now. So, you know, a few years back, like if my wife was to go out of town, you know, there'd be a lot of different responsibilities. Um, you know, making sure the kids eat, of course. Uh, if they have things to do, you take them. If if whatever, man, something going on with school, you got homework, whatever. Times have changed so much. Like, and having teenagers in the Milton household has proven to be one of the easier stages of parenting. And what I mean by that is that being a parent of a teenager has its challenges. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about there's challenges all over the place, just like anyone else. But when my wife went out of town, I found that some of those challenges, um, how can I put it? There aren't as many challenges as I, as I, as I would have thought when she went out of town. So my wife went out of town had some, you know, she went on a business trip. She was gone for a few days and the kids pretty much took care of themselves. And, and, and I'm proud. Yo, shout out to uh, Tony and shout out to Quay. Like my kids really handle business and maybe it's because they don't trust my cooking. Maybe because they don't um, really want to spend that much time with me. Even though we did get out the house Saturday, we went to go, um, had to go visit, visit my grandmother or my, both of my grandparents. We had to go to my dad's house, go check on my dad. But for the most part, we didn't do anything like, like we didn't plan anything and do anything, but we did get out the house. But as far as them, they took care of themselves. You know what I mean? They, my son, you know, he literally breakfast, lunch and dinner, DoorDash, which I, I don't know how you guys feel on this. And maybe you can give me some feedback. I personally don't trust DoorDash. I personally don't trust Uber Eats. I don't trust any of that because I would consider myself to be a food snob and a variety of different ways. I'm the type that walks in the building and I look at a health score. If you haven't already tuned into the last episode, man, I talked about this, but because of that, I definitely don't want to order um, my food for third party delivery. For God's sakes, me and my wife, we, we go and pick up our pizza. If we order pizza, we go and pick it up. Like we're not having it delivered. I don't care about the convenience. 
I like the fact that I can walk in, I can see people in the back making it, I can see the health health score. Um, I feel comfortable knowing uh, what's going on in the process of my pizza being made. Now, when it comes to third party delivery, I don't know if these jokers washing their hands. I don't know if they're, you know, sanitary. I don't know if their car is clean. I don't know what they're doing in their car. Like, I don't know if they're putting their hands on my food. Like, I have no idea. And matter of fact, I don't even want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good on that. Um, and on top of that, I'm definitely not paying extra for some mystery driver to drop it off at my house. Now, there's no knock on anybody who does, you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever. It's a, it's a hustle. Like, I get it. But... I just don't trust third party delivery and I'm I definitely not. I, I just don't, I just can't trust it. But as far as kids, I don't think they really care. So my son, you know, for example, I get home and my son was like, I was like, what, what did you guys eat? Cause I was going to stop by the grocery store. I was going to whip up a couple of the things that I'm capable of doing. Something that's within my wheelhouse when it comes to cooking. Like I don't cook a lot. Matter of fact, I don't cook at all. But if I was to cook, you know, I could whip up a couple things, man. I, you know, I'm vegetarian, so I could whip up a couple, uh, you know, impossible burgers. You know what I mean? We might do some, um, you know, some vegan sausages and fries or, you know, some cool meals like that. Maybe some kind of uh, pizza. Uh, I have these really dope sandwiches that I that I cook. I'm a man. I'm a sandwich connoisseur. Like I love sandwiches. So um, lately I've been doing uh, it's like these onion rolls, these sweet onion rolls we buy at the grocery store, man. And I toast them and uh, we'll put them jokers in the oven on broil a uh, little Swiss cheese on there. I do the lettuce, do the onions, um, you know, some peppers, sauteed peppers and onions, um, some spicy peppers, uh, you know, a little bit of spicy mustard, some vinaigrette, salt and pepper, cucumbers, man, hook it up, man. It's banging. My wife loves them. Matter of fact, my son loves it too. Uh, I, you know, I've whipped up a couple for him as well. I was going to do something like that. So, so when it comes to cooking, I think that that's as about as far as I'm going to go. Um, even though I know on the internet, you can look up any recipe and pretty much, uh, do anything you want when it comes to cooking. But I was going to do that because I feel like when my wife going out of town, my daughter, for one, she voiced her opinion first. Uh, we gotta be here with dad. Uh, we're going to be eating survival food. Um, so, so I, I, you know, I had a little chip on my shoulder. So when I got ready to call, I was like, you know what? I ain't even gonna call them. I'm just going to pick up some things and I'm just going to make what I make. And if they eat, they eat. So I get to the house and first thing I'm like, yo, what did y'all eat? My son was like, um, for breakfast, I had famous toastery. Uh, my daughter was like, I had Chipotle for lunch. Uh, you know, then they ordered, I don't know what they ordered for dinner, but it's just like, it's crazy, man. I'm like, yo, y'all had, y'all literally ate out, you know, three times a day for the, the whole time that my wife was out of town and it was via DoorDash. And, and I felt bad one night. And I don't know if you guys can feel me on this or not, but I asked my kids, I asked my son specifically, because he orders more DoorDash than my daughter does. But uh, I asked him, I'm like, yo, you you tipping these people or, or not? And, you know, he was like, yeah, you can tip through the app. I'm like, no, are you tipping them? Because one night we had somebody knock at the door or they rung the doorbell. I know it was after nine o'clock. And that to me, you know, I'm usually I'm, I'm in the house in the house by nine. Unless unless it's uh. You know, unless money is calling or I'm doing something important pertaining to my family or something like that. Like, I'm not out the house um, after nine o'clock. So if I'm in, I'm in. And and when the doorbell rang, my daughter's about to go get the door. I'm like, you know, even though we live in a pretty good neighborhood, it's like I'm like, I'm going to answer the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go downstairs, get the door. And 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 for those of you who live in, you know, the Charlotte, North Carolina area. It was very cold last weekend. I'm talking about it was like, um you know, sub 40 degrees, which is cold for us. Like if you're from up north and you're like 40 degrees ain't cold, 
hey, shouts out to you. You know what I'm saying? But anything under 40 is cold here. Like it was cold. It was raining all day. And, you know, I opened the door and it's, it's this, uh, I think it was DoorDash Uber Eats, one of these guys, and was at the door with like some Taco Bell. And I'm like, uh, I feel bad. Like my, my number one instinct was to like reach in my pocket and tip them, but I didn't have any cash. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I get the stuff. I tell the guy, thank you. Um, have a nice day. And, and mind you, he's just doing his job. But at the same time, I feel like um, people like that that's hustling, like I always want to show appreciation. I, I always show love. Uh, and when it comes to me and my wife, I'm the one that's going to lead a tip, not because she doesn't want to, just because I look at people in the service industry in a different light than she does. And uh, it's not that she, you know, disrespects people in the service industry. I just think that, like, I have a certain level of grace that I give people in the service industry. Like, I know the struggle. I know the hustle. You know what I'm saying? So um, I felt bad because I'm like I said, it was raining. It was cold. My son ordering Taco Bell. You know what I mean? The dude bring it to our door. He was polite, everything like that. And, and I didn't tip him. I felt bad. So, you know, I, I would love to know, are you guys tipping the DoorDash drivers? Are you tipping the Uber Eats drivers? I don't know. But I definitely got on my son. I didn't, you know, fuss him out or anything like that. But I was just like, yo, are you tipping these people? Because you, you, you're getting a lot of deliveries to the house. You know what I mean? You definitely need to be tipping um, because it's just the right thing to do, in my opinion. Tell me if you guys feel me on that or not. Neither here nor there. Um, wife was out of town for a few days. Everything went over smooth. Kids were great. They even washed their own clothes, man. I'm telling you, man, it was on autopilot. I literally, um, one of my days I got home and I almost, I didn't do anything. Like, I think I, I showered. I made me something to eat and I literally watched TV. I did nothing. Um, my kids, they didn't, they, they didn't argue. They didn't do anything, man. As a matter of fact, I think they were almost... Um, it seemed like they were best friends while my wife was gone, which is weird because they have their days where they where they love each other and they hate each other. You know how it is with siblings. But um, the weekend went well. Um, for those of you who have been reaching out to me, you know, a couple of people close to me reaching out about my dad, man. Um, you know, just continue to pray, you know, continue to pray um, step by step. Uh, we're we're doing everything in our power to 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 ensure that um, we're just doing what God acts, is, is asking us to do. Uh definitely me like i can i can speak for myself um just making sure that i'm doing what i'm supposed to do in this time and this season and you know everything is in god's hands and so um i appreciate people texting me and reaching out to me that that's all love i definitely definitely appreciate you but you know day by day step by step um i wanted to get on here today and really talk about a fun topic right because you know i've been getting real serious on this pod lately and even my wife she's like yo um you you really you know you got to start mixing up your topics. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Uh, she's like, you got to talk about some fun stuff. You know, my wife always tries to push me to, you know, have some topics that may be a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. Now for me, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, if you're new to the podcast, you know that I talk about, you know, life, culture, um, sports. And, you know, I, I definitely tell you, um, a bunch of different stories, you know, as it pertains to my life and uh, and my life in real time in in an attempt to um, help motivate, help inspire. Um, I hope you guys can pull some nuggets from some of the topics that I pull out. And sometimes for some people, um, it may come off as a little bit too serious. So today I, I know it's been a while since I talked sports, but there's been a lot going on in the, in the sporting uh, in the sports community and specifically here. 
with you know the Hornets, uh, you know they're putting they're making a push to make the playoffs. Um, Lamelo Ball being an All Star in his second season, which I predicted. If you if you need to find that that episode, just look back in the archives, you know. And I had people at that time telling me I was crazy. Lamelo Ball wasn't going to make an All Star team in his second season. Um, look who was right and look who was wrong. Um, the the guy is phenomenal, and and I mean he just has it, man. He has the swag, he has everything. I mean his shoes are selling out now. Um, He's just Lamelo Ball has the complete it factor on and off the court. Um, we definitely hit hit a home run with getting Lamelo Ball. The Panthers have been a team that has pretty much been probably I don't know, man. How can I put it? I just haven't really wanted to talk about the Panthers like that. Um, you know, we've been losing for some years now. Uh, it's just it's just not fun being a Panther fan, like. It's my home team. I'm going to always be a fan. Um, and it's always going to be my team. I'm never just going to drop the Panthers and go to another team. But I do have the right to an opinion. Uh, I have the right to voice my opinion. And people don't always like my opinion, especially, uh, you know, my fellow Panther fans. I'm not always optimistic about our team. Like, I look at what we're doing. I look at our body of work. I look at the front office and I look at the decisions that are being made. And I base my decision on whether I'm going to support the team or not support the team. And what I mean by that is purchasing gear, you know, spending money, going to games like as a fan. Ain't none of that stuff going on sale. They it, just because we losing, they're not about to give, you no um, sideline passes for the cheap. Um, none of that is going on. Everything is still going to be expensive the concessions and all of that. And the best thing I can do as a fan and ultimately as a consumer is to not support them, you know, and not pull money out of my pocket and go support them. Um, I don't think that I watched a, a full game all last season going into the season. I told, a, uh, you know, a real close, you know, uh, I would say he's family to me. Uh, we talk about the Panthers all the time. He's super optimistic about the Panthers every year. And, and I give it to him, man. Like he's the most optimistic Panther fan I know. Every year we win in it all. And, I, and we usually get into a debate, you know, a pretty, you know, healthy debate. And I, and I tell them, man, like, you got to look at what we're doing and look at what we've lost and honestly tell yourself, ask yourself, is this team going anywhere? We have a running back who's great when he's on the field. But even if he's on the field, running backs don't win championships. Um, look at the history of the NFL and name me one team that won a Super Bowl on the back of a running back. I don't even know if that sounded right, but there's there's never been a running back to carry a team to the Super Bowl. Now, I've heard of a defense carrying a team to a Super Bowl. I've heard of a quarterback carrying a team to the Super Bowl. Um, but I've never heard of a running back uh, dragging a team to the Super Bowl. And because of that, I am not sold on Christian McCaffrey ever being the, the reason why this team will win a Super Bowl. Now, because of that, I was telling I was telling my buddy, I was like, yo, um, who's our best player? He's like, well, Christian McCaffrey, we got the best running back in the league. I'm like, we ain't winning the Super Bowl with a running back. That's why most teams that make the Super Bowl or even get close to making the Super Bowl, most of them, like, for example, San Francisco, they almost made the Super Bowl, right? They were a few plays away from making the Super Bowl. And I can't even tell you who, who the running back was for San Francisco. I think it was number 25. I don't know. I don't even know who the running back was. I'm not saying the position isn't important, but when you look at the pieces that you need to win a Super Bowl and forget just making it, 
I'm talking about winning it. It's going to be a quarterback. It's going to be a defense, big play wide receiver, big play tight end. Um, that's what you're going to need to win a Super Bowl, not a running back. Okay. You need your running back to just not fumble the ball. That That's all you need. Just don't fumble the ball. All right. Um, Christian McCaffrey's great. Um, from what I know, I don't know him personally. He's great in the community. You know, Charlotte loves Christian McCaffrey. But as far as the success of the Panthers, uh, you know, being based on whether Christian McCaffrey plays or not, I don't like those odds. Uh, because when he's on the field, we're losing. When he's off the field, we're losing. So that's telling me we don't need him. Um, and I believe that we should have traded him. But that's neither here nor there. It's not happening. At least it's not happening this year. Apparently, we had the opportunity to do so, and we didn't. But what's really, really important right now and what's really, really going on is, uh, you know, the NFL draft, of course, is coming up. You got Tom Brady, who just announced that he's coming back for, for his 23rd season, one of the shortest retirements in the history of retirements. Um, I think that when you're as great as Tom Brady is and you've had the career that he has, you, you, you got to, you know, ask yourself, what exactly is pushing him to continue to want to play? It, it's not money. Um, it's not success. It's not um, Super Bowls and, you know, MVPs and things of that nature. Uh, I just think that Tom Brady has something inside of him that makes him get up and just go after uh, being the greatest of all time and just and just creating an even, even wider gap between him and the next closest quarterback to him as it pertains to, you know, whatever accolades there are that a quarterback can have in the NFL from MVPs to Super Bowl rings to – um, you know, passing yards and touchdowns and playoff records and all of these different things. But neither here nor there. He's coming back for a 23rd season. Um, not really music to my ears because I was kind of happy that he was leaving Tampa Bay. I was like, all right, that's one less team we'll have to worry about. You know, Matt Ryan, who's who's, you know, has gotten a lot older, even though he's still in Atlanta. I don't see Matt Ryan really being a problem. Drew Brees is gone from the Saints. I was looking at the NFC South kind of being, you know, up for grabs. Now, with the Panthers take control of the NFC South, who really knows? At the time that uh, Tom Brady retired, we st- we didn't have a quarterback. Um, the guys that are in the draft weren't really, I guess, impressing the, pr- the Panthers front office enough for them to come out and make a statement saying that we're going to draft a quarterback. And that was our number one concern. Um, we don't have a lot of pieces, even though Christian McCaffrey should be back next year. Um, DJ Moore is the most consistent player that we have on our team and that we've had for the last three years. Defensively, a lot of holes. Um, offensive line, special teams. They like there's nothing special about this team. And oh yeah, on top of that, nobody likes our coach. Which it's hard to believe whether it's the coaching or it's the talent. Who really knows? We're just a bad organization right now. Now, with all of that being said. There's one quarterback who hasn't played that was dealing with some legal issues, which I won't discuss because, listen, in the end of the day, whatever Deshaun Watson did or didn't do, only he knows that. And so I'm not going to get on here like some kind of legal expert or like I know Deshaun Watson personally to be talking about whatever happened or didn't happen because that's not for me to discuss. But one thing I can say is that Deshaun Watson, when playing on the field, 
is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league or was one of the top five quarterbacks. If you look at his stats um, from the time he came in the league, he's only gotten better. Um, his completion percentage is, is, is pretty decent. Um, interceptions and touch, touchdowns have been really, really good. And he was putting up MVP caliber stats last time he played. Now, before all the legal stuff came up, Deshaun Watson made it clear that he no longer wanted to play for the Houston Texans. Now, the Houston Texans, to me, was a team that were making strides, right? Um, at one point in time, they had, you know, um, Hopkins at receiver. Uh, they had a pretty decent tight end. Um, defensively, they had some pretty decent players. Uh, I just think that the Houston Texans were a team on the rise. Now, we all don't know what's going on in the front office and in the locker room and what would lead the star player, the franchise quarterback, to say he no longer wants to play for a franchise. I have no idea. But here are some of the reasons that Tony, uh, you know, Coach T would, you know, if I was a star quarterback in the NFL, here are some of the reasons why I would just up and say I want to leave the team. We suck. That's the number one reason. Number two, we suck, and I don't see us ever being good anytime soon. Uh, number three, the front office doesn't care that we suck, and they're not making any decisions to help us be better. And as a matter of fact, if I stay here, not only will the team suck, but my legacy will be tarnished. So those are some of the reasons that, you know, I, I you know, that's those are the reasons to me that I will leave the team, right? It's not about money. Deshaun Watson was making plenty of money as the Texans quarterback. Uh, I would imagine that living in Houston isn't the worst place to live. Um, one of the, you know, biggest cities in, in, in the United States. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of great things about Houston. I've never personally been to Houston. Um, I, I have some, you know, close friends that are, that are, in, are in Texas. Um, honestly, a lot of people support Raw Mellon and, and, you know, listen to this podcast that live in Texas. So shout out to Texas, man. It's a huge state, but... Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Houston. So, you know, a 26-year-old, young, rich um, quarterback wanting to leave the city of Houston because of what? I don't know. Nobody really has the answer. But I would say maybe it's because he wants a fresh start. Maybe he feels like that Houston uh, just doesn't work for him anymore, that it doesn't work for where he wants to be in his career and where he, where he feels like he's going in the future or where he wants to be. But with that being said, there's been a couple of teams tied to Deshaun Watson since he's been cleared over the last, I think it was like 72 hours, he was cleared of you know any charges or whatever that, that he was linked to, right? And so now teams with, with the, uh, you know, the tampering period, you know, being live and, you know, in full effect right now, uh, there's teams that are literally bidding for Deshaun Watson, but in order for him to to get traded, number one, he will have to uh, he has a, a no trade clause in his contract that he will have to waive or whatever. Uh, maybe I'm not using the right term, but he will basically have to agree to being traded to these teams. And he had a list of, you know, some teams that he wanted to go to. Uh, you know, he ruled out wanting to go play in cold weather. Um, so that ruled out a couple of the teams like Denver, who recently signed a quarterback. You know, um, there's, a, there's a bunch of cold weather teams and I get it. You know, who wants to play in, in the you know, I don't know, man, 10 inches of snow. And, you know, 
under 10 degrees like that. You got to really be built for that. So I get it. Um, he didn't want to go to a cold weather team. He's from uh, Georgia, you know, went to went to college in Clemson uh, over in South Carolina. And so, you know, with that being said, he ended up being tied to a couple of different teams, both of which are in the NFC South. So the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers are the two teams that a lot of reports came out and said that we're the front runners to land Deshaun Watson. Now, in order to get him, we would have to give up a lot. Both teams will have to give up a lot. I'm talking about like, you know, future first round picks, future second round picks, and probably some young talent on the defensive side of the ball or on the offensive side of the ball, just depending on the team that, you know, he would go to. And for the Panthers, the only talent, only young talent that we have on this team is on the defensive side. The only bright spots on this team are on the defensive side of the ball, with the exception of DJ Moore, who is the most consistent player, and he's a wide receiver. And shout out to DJ Moore for, you know, from, from college to the pros, never having a consistent quarterback, never really having, you know, any type of consistent talent around him. But he just finds a way to be consistent and to be productive and to exceed expectations. A person like that, to me, is going to always win in life. So shout out to DJ Moore. Um, don't know him personally, but, you know, to put up with that and to still be, you know, productive, that's just phenomenal, in, in, in my opinion. Now, Jeremy Chin, one of my favorite young players, man. He's just like this freak, you know, athlete. You know, when we drafted Jeremy Chin, I was like, it reminded me of uh, Madden when I'm, I'm playing in franchise mode and, and I go into the draft and I'm always looking for like, a 6-3 safety, they can run a 4-4, 4-3, or 4-2, they can jump crazy and, and just tackle and do all of this stuff. And Jeremy Chin is exactly that guy. Um, rookie, you know, almost run de defensive rookie of the year. Um, just, just a phenomenal player. With the Panthers looking to land Deshaun Watson, a lot of reports are saying that we will have to trade not only all of our future draft picks for the next few years, we will end up having to trade Jeremy Chin, uh, Brian Burns, and maybe even, uh, you know, Derek Brown, one of our interior linemen that we drafted with a first-round pick a, a few years ago. Now, when you're giving up so much to get a player, it better work out. And that's coming from a fan who's watched this team just lose year in and year out. And you can argue whether this team is a you know perennial losing team now there's some teams out there that probably have done worse than us but they've also been around longer than us so when i looked at the texans history and i looked at the panthers history it just made me jot down a couple of notes you know i you know i jotted down a couple of things and i, and I wanted to compare because i'm like okay deshaun you're wanting to leave the texans for whatever reason and you're wanting to go to a better organization now, we've seen older quarterbacks leave teams, a la Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, and go to another organization and get injected right into a roster that was filled with talent, a great coaching staff, a great front office. Those teams were ready to win Super Bowls right away. And so when Peyton Manning went to Denver, he won a Super Bowl right away. When Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, 
He won a Super Bowl right away because the team was already in place. The front office already had it together and the talent was there and all they needed was a quarterback to come in and make it happen. A proven winner, a uh, a quarterback with a championship pedigree to come in and just basically whip everybody into shape and say, get behind me. We're about to make this happen. We're going to win a Super Bowl. Now, I would think that Deshaun Watson would want to go into a situation like that. Not a situation like Carolina, okay? Because to me, Carolina and Houston are very similar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you would say, what do you mean? Uh, here, here's the facts, all right? The Houston Texans from the Houston, the Houston Texans, excuse me, from 2002 into the present uh, have had eight winning seasons and zero Super Bowl wins. Not very good, okay? But they didn't become a team until 2002, right? So for some people, 2002 to 2012, okay, so 20-year history, that's not a long time. When there's been NFL teams that have been around for forever, right? And and some of those teams have been losing forever, like the Detroit Lions, um, Cincinnati Bengals, who even they, even though they just made a Super Bowl, made it to the Super Bowl, they lost. So um, they still, you know, are a perennial loser, in my opinion. Now, the Carolina Panthers, we've been around since 1995. We've had seven winning seasons, one less than the Houston Texans, who've only been around since 2002. Zero Super Bowl wins. And don't give me that crap about, oh, you made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, you won an NFC championship. Nobody cares about NFC championship wins. As a matter of fact, the last time the Panthers won an NFC championship, I bought I bought a bunch of gear and spent a bunch of money on hoodies. I can't even tell you, number one, when the last time I wore that stuff. Number two, I can't even tell you where that stuff is because it's not something that I want to remember because after that, we got our butts kicked in the Super Bowl. Nobody remembers who loses the Super Bowl. You only remember the winners. So making it to the Super Bowl means nothing. Yes, it means something in the, you know, uh, in real time when it's happening because you're like, my team's in the Super Bowl and you have this adrenaline and you're happy and all of that, but nobody cares about losing the Super Bowl, all right? You only care about the winners. So for Deshaun Watson to leave the Texans situation, which on paper to me was a better situation as far as winning seasons, um, you know, lack of Super Bowl victories or, hey, listen, I I would say on paper, Houston was a better, not better option than Carolina. I want you guys to get online, get, get on, get on, you know, get on my talk podcast, get onto the, you know, the Instagram page, get on Twitter and let me know what you think about this. Now, will I be happy if we get Deshaun Watson? Of course, I will be happy because of what he can do on the field. Again, I'm not talking about what he's done off the field. I don't even know what he did off the field. I have no idea. And neither do you, unless you know him personally or or, or if he's actually told you what really happened, which I think that's zero people. He's the only one that really, really knows um, what happened or what didn't happen. So if we were to get Deshaun Watson, I would be happy um, because he's a, he's a, a, a top 10 quarterback on the field when healthy. So that's what I had to say today, man. That's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, as always, man, go follow rawmelinapparel.com. That's rawmelinapparel.com. Get on the website. Go find you some. Go copy something for you. Summer and spring items are being added daily. But you know the saying, man, love is free, hate costs. You've been listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy Coach T. We out.